In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cat. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we are are Absolute absolute dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to conquer the environment, to become sexier than anything the world can throw at you to your dog. Basically, it's all about you getting sexy. Now, Tom, let's just reiterate for everyone, just in case they're a little bit worried, we are working today at a distance, right? Yes. Yes, this is a social distancing special. We are 10 minutes away from each other which is a, a healthy a healthy few <laughs> kilometers distance i think so um so yeah we're winning on that one and i have to warn everybody this whole like yeah this whole whole new um lifestyle really uh, eliza at home she's up here in the um, podcast station with us and uh, if you hear a bit of dog training going on in the background it's become her her new homeschooling so so yeah eliza and brave are up here doing some here works music routines they are definitely dancing their little hearts out so, uh, number one, I suppose, before we go into anything else, let's have a little health check, a little pulse check. How is everyone? And massively welcome to, to like being here with us again. Uh, and what are we going to be talking about today, Tom? So, what we're going to be talking about today is games, but a little bit kind of a step further from that. What we're going to talk about is the games revolution and how dog training, you know, it's been through a, a few different kind of revolutions over over the decades. And really, we're kind of in the middle of one right now so that's kind of what we're what we're going to be talking through in this podcast Woo! now before we get started what i would what i think we should do is we should do some wins because there have been we've been kind of inundated with uh, with wins over the past week and for example i've got sharon's win here and she says i managed to be sexier than a squirrel this morning and we passed two of them on our walk, which is impressive. So Sharon is actually sexier than two squirrels, um, which um, is a bit of an overachiever. He's basically doubly um, sexy, <laughs> right? Like that's double sexiness. I love that. And then we have Rebecca who says um, she was um, sexier than, than cow poo. Um, great. High five, Rebecca. Um, and we have Vanessa who says that she was in fact sexier than the cow to go with the cow poo. So in other words, there's a lot of sexiness that's been going on. In, in other words, week. life is good, right, Tom? Like, yeah, life we're, really we're, is good. <laughs> we are winning. And um, on that note, actually, just in terms of all of us and, and how we're doing, pick easy wins, guys. So pick some easy wins. And I would say that for all of us, for mental health, for feeling good, for being good, for um, getting ourselves in a good headspace, pick some easy wins so you don't have to go all out for the battle. You know what? Some days pick the easy wins. So it might be, yes, I made it on my on my regular walk and, and actually the big win was um, we, we went for a walk, right? Like I, I think there's an opportunity right now to pick a win that yeah. makes you um, feel like you've, you've achieved something right now. Just Just pick yeah. the easy wins. 
or equally, all of you have just had an easy win. You are listening to the podcast, right? Simple that win. is something that, that you can say, right, that was an easy win. I've done it. And that's what, we're in a time where there's a lot of problems in the world. And the, the, the problems have probably always been there. They're just a little bit more in our faces right now. And so we have to work harder than usual to control what we focus on. And, and control often, the controllable, right, Tom? Like you can control yeah. the fact that you're listening to the podcast. However, you can't control necessarily what the government says right now. So, or ever. Yeah. So, so the, the podcast is one of those little controllables you can take care of. Absolutely. And, and the fact is that there, are, there have always been problems in the world. It's just you had to look a little bit kind of harder for them. Whereas right now it's like we're being bombarded with with broadcasts about problems. And, and you know what? They're really serious. And absolutely, they do deserve some love, some of our focus so that we're aware of them. However, they do not re- they do not mean that we have to immerse ourselves in them and solely focus on those because that's not healthy. That's not healthy for your your mental well-being it's not healthy for your physical well-being to be doing that so actively thinking in your day when you're structuring your days you know what is going to what lights me up how can i how can i light myself up today because it is fully within your control right now and i think that that is um, absolutely a good thing to be doing but taking care of like that self-care um, option and, and awareness and um, peripheral vision of, of, of looking after that and probably also being a little bit aware of what you consume. Actually, your diet does make up more than actually just what you're eating. I love the the thought that we're a little bit more just, just aware of it. So, for example, listening to the podcast is absolutely one of those things. Remember, diet, it's, um, it's what you watch, it's what you listen to, it's what you read, it's the people you hang around with. Um, be mindful, really, of all of the things you put into your body emotionally, spiritually, physically, those are the things we need to have a bit more awareness of. And and this, I think for so many people, along with like the Sexy and the Squirrel Challenge, it's lighting people up. And that is what it's about these days. Like it's about finding something that shines that light and it shines it in a burning way. So let's dive into the topic of today. And that is the, the latest dog training revolution. And what we've got to say is, first of all, that there have been many dog training revolutions, and changes in the past. For example, the move from punishment-based, aversive-based methods to um, more reward-based methods. And that, you know, happened um, as it's happened over the past decade, really. Um, it's really kind of started to, to take hold. But now we're, we're at a stage where there needs to be a new revolution and the cool thing is is that you're you're listening to this podcast which means that you are part of this revolution and that is a move from a world of of sure training dogs with praise and food and and whatever else but actually now a move to doing that but doing that in a real life results driven way and of course the way that we we make something real life results driven is by playing games and actively reshaping dogs brains and absolutely, it's all so doable um, in, in very short periods of time now. So actually, those of, I mean, I don't know about you, Tom, but I feel like time's more uh, precious than it's ever been because there's so much that we can do. Like there's so much to be doing. Actually, what I love is this is all very doable in, in, in like two, three minute sessions. So we're not talking yeah. about play games for, I don't know, like a, a game of football, which takes, I don't know, I'm not a footballer, is it 90 minutes? We're talking about three minutes. These are three minute yeah. games. So this is like uh, it's a huge revolution in terms of um fun energy dynamic um novel it, i mean it's a great space to be in 
and to think kind of you know what what actually is it well i I always think about this picture, and uh, I know we've spoken about it in the past, Lauren, of, um, you know, when we were training dogs using non-games-based, non-real-life results-driven, non-concept training, which we can, we'll talk about, um, we'll talk about in a in a minute, um, it kind of felt like we were trying to fit a square peg into a round hole when it came to working with our dogs. It kind of felt like, you know, we were we were almost trying to force even though we were using reward-based training it's almost like we were we were working against our dogs we were forcing them into a role that didn't necessarily suit their personality or didn't necessarily suit them like we, we were constantly at odds with our dogs right absolutely and I think the other thing was if it didn't fit we kind of when we were at odds with them we didn't always flex enough or adapt enough to get the results so i'll give you an example um eliza's been doing lots of heel work to music with brave in the last few days and yet brave's never specifically learned heel work ever and yet she absolutely knows how to do it and she i mean she would she would go to crafts i can see already and and do very well in a in a sort of junior capacity, just because Brave's got so many games that have built towards that, and yet she's never specifically done that. We would kind of almost not know or not think to adapt it when we don't think in that way. So so it kind of allows us way more um, creative rights in what we're doing. I mean, yeah. it's just such a cool way of thinking, playing, being, doing. It, it makes a whole – well, it, it just changes the game. Yeah. And so if we think about, you know, if we think about actually how games-based – dog training is different well it's saying let's let's take that square peg <clears throat> away from the situation so let's take it away from the hole that we're trying to force it through let's reshape it so that it actually suits the situation in which it's going to find itself and then let's bring it back to the situation and we'll find the you know around around peg fits into a round hole just fine and, and the the cool thing is is that and this this should be celebrated like it's uh, incredible think about dogs and think about all the different dogs in the world and think about how many different lives and lifestyles and jobs those dogs do day in day out right like there is they probably only second to humans um in terms of the variety of, of things that they do and the capabilities that they have in the day we've got sheep dogs we've got assistance dogs we've got the dog who maybe spends 95 percent of their life in somebody's handbag it's still a job <laughs> right they still they still fulfill that role very well and so what we've got to acknowledge is that this species you know probably second to humans and maybe maybe a couple of others i, I only know humans and dogs right but um they they're the most some of the most adaptable animals on the planet and so the, the the big thing is is that knowing that they're so adaptable, why can't we reshape their brain to suit to suit a situation? Why can't we take them away from a situation, teach them all the skills, bring them back to that situation, and find that they're able to do it? Just as maybe a gun dog would learn the skills of being a gun dog, and then would be able to do the gun dog job, or an assistance dog would learn the skills of being an assistance dog, and then is able to do the assistance dog job. Your dog is absolutely no different, and that's the exciting bit. Now the if part of my brain says I love this way more than anything else because it's so smart like it's 
it's so smart. Like flexibility wise, you can do it in any place at any time. And equally, you're very efficient with time. So whereas I used to find myself, maybe, I mean, I'll be honest, when I was growing up, I maybe would find myself seven or eight hours a week in dog training classes because I would attend everyone I possibly could. Now I can be way more efficient and just play a couple of games each day to kind of top up the bank. I almost feel like I've got like a long-term investment going. And, and actually it's so much more dynamic and fun and creative. And yet I also don't have to find myself like rocking up at some village hall and um, traipsing all my gear out for hours and hours on end because I don't, it's just not necessary. It's just not necessary the way we work these days. Yeah. And the, the other cool thing is that I bet people have put loads of labels on your dog, right? I bet they've labeled your dog as maybe untrainable at times. Maybe they've labeled your dog as a certain breed. So, you know, he's a Jack Russell Terrier. What do you expect? That's how they are. Or he's a Border Collie. What do you expect? That's how they are. Or maybe they've put labels on your dog's age. So they've said, oh, you know, he'll grow out of it. Or, you know, you can't train an old dog new tricks. Or maybe they've put a label on your dog's struggle. They've said, oh, you know, dog, dog reactivity, dog, dog aggression right that that can't be that's not something that can be worked with that's not something that can be changed when we think about things as actually the the games-based real life results driven way of training which is not trying to force that square peg into a round hole but rather reshape the brain for the situation actually those labels they're not putting them on your dog they're putting them on your dog's brain as it is shaped right now but that brain is totally changeable totally flexible and totally dynamic so it's a moment in time it's not a label that sits there forever and we can do something about it and the exciting thing about that is um those dogs who have been labeled labeled uh, untrainable and difficult and reactive and aggressive and all those other things actually we can peel those off like little stickies they're like they're leaving right because please don't think that this is too late for your dog. I think that's one of those questions we're asked all the time. Is it too late for my dog? They've done this for too long. Is it, is my dog too old? They're two, they're three, they're four, they're five, they're six, they're seven, they're eight. What I love with this is that we're not too late. Like we are not too late because we can make those little indentations in the game's sort of revolution really at any time. And and that's what I love about it. It's so flexible. And I'm seeing that time and time again now in the challenge group, Tom. That challenge group is immense. The love they have, the passion they have and the, I've never seen a group with such, um, I suppose, like open arm welcomes to this this opportunity of games. Yeah. They're so open armed to it. Absolutely. And, and guys, if you haven't already kind of jumped into the Sexier Than a Squirrel Challenge, we, we would urge you to do so from the point of view of that. That is your next step if you have not, if you're kind of just starting out on your journey that is the next step to actually games-based training, real-life results-driven training, whatever your struggle, and um, it's going to help. And the way that you can find out more about that is by going to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy. Now, and what I love, Tom, just very quickly, I've got like pages and pages and pages and pages of, of questions here. There are so many people hungry to know more. Like I find that hugely yeah. rewarding that there are people these days who aren't willing to settle for your dog is this way and it's not going to change or they're not willing to settle for this must be done in a village hall they want yeah. better they demand better and they are out there celebrating and doing this and i just can't believe how many people are on board like so many people are now on board it is completely a games revolution it really is now as part of any revolution we all have an important job and the important job is firstly to you know 
lead by example, right? To take action, to play games, to work with our dogs on a level of, of fun and enrichment and kindness and all of it driven towards real life results by homeschooling them. And, but then the second play way that we, that we have the opportunity to really help dogs and help dogs on a, a huge level is that ripple effect that when you introduce somebody to the this new way of training the ripple effect that that has not just on that dog and that owner and uh, the results that they see but actually then on the dogs and owners that they interact with and they pass on the message to and you know it, it's a it's a, a a movement that's millions strong but the fact is that we all have a job to acknowledge that like the manifesto says that you know no dog or owner is ever lost to the owners who inspire rather than force or deprive right there is a game for that the point is is that there are people in the world right now who are living with struggles with their dogs and they've been told so many times that there's no hope or they've been told so many times that their dog's untrainable that it's almost like that, that that level of label and that level of being told that there's no hope, it has overridden their grittiness and determination. And they've started to believe the labels. They've started to believe what people are telling them. And the cool thing is, is each of us listening, each of us talking, we have the opportunity to remove those labels from somebody's dog. And that is arguably the biggest gift that we could ever give a dog or a person. And, and to give that layer of hope and that layer of possibility and opportunity and that it's not done. I think that, yeah, it's not done until um, it, it, we say it's done. And so I, I think that, that games give you a whole new perspective. And to be honest, everything's about perspective, right? It's how you see it. So what yeah. I'm loving now is that all of the people in the challenge, is, uh, they, are, they are coming in with a whole new level of thinking, a whole new layer of thinking, a whole new way of being that for me is is very special it's a different energy to to be around and we say so many times surround yourself with the right type of people i think that games are one of those things that you can do at any time that make you top up that make you energize that make you feel in a different place like i finished a really long day yesterday i finished it with a little tug and play session and tree session um with a youngster and, and it was amazing it was like such a great enjoyable opportunity a really great experience and it was like a top up for my day it didn't feel like a takeaway whereas in the past training could have been seen as a bit of a negative because it didn't it wasn't framed right it wasn't it got so many I, I can remember so many times being in village halls and it just going very wrong um so it's just a whole new take on it tom yeah absolutely now let's just i just want to like dive into labels a little bit more because often like the, the in the human psychology world there there's there was a big move towards um labels and almost like putting like a diagnosis on something so you you were diagnosed with a specific thing and it was almost like diagnosed as like this is this is the disease this is the box and you were put in it and the there are a number of psychologists that are actually coming out and saying that you know what this hasn't helped human mental health and this hasn't helped um these these people that have been given the label actually overcome their struggles really and the the sad thing is is that the dog world is trying to head that way and it's this revolution that's combating that so but quickly we want to put labels on and, and diagnoses on dogs like this dog is dog dog aggressive well how about that dog isn't the label of dog dog aggressive but maybe he's a pessimist who maybe struggles to disengage from things when his bucket overflows and his bucket's quite small 
how about we actually think about the dog? How about we actually think, you know, what are the underlying struggles and personality and mismatches here that are leading to this struggle? And then we can actually do something about it. If we describe dogs in terms of stuff that we have full control of and, and we can reshape, we're winning. If we whack a label on them of their dog, dog aggressive, that doesn't give you a next step. Equally like the dog with separation anxiety or separation related behavior, whatever you want to call it, or even worse, the one that drives me crazy is when people put um, put labels on dogs of they have obsessive compulsive disorder. How about that dog's bucket's overflowing because they're worried about the world or excited about the world, and that dog out of the, the, the box of excitement or the box of fear-related behaviors, they just picked a quirky one, right? And they could have equally picked barking, or they could equally have picked chasing, or they could equally have picked jumping up. The point is, is that if we start thinking about things in terms of, um, you know, that individual training the dog in front of us, what describe them as they are rather than as a label, right? They're not your dog, dog, aggressive rescue dog. They are your dog who maybe struggles with pessimism and disengagement right now. And we can do something about that. And I think in terms of, again, mental health, feeling better, being better, being able to step up and rise to to what's going on right now, I think it's much more empowering for us as individuals and as human beings to um, know that there's a game for that or that there's, yeah. a, um, uh, that, that there's a way through this rather than actually saying, no, there's nothing that can be done and that's the label and that's mine. I, I, I find that completely disempowering as a model. I find that completely it's a it's it's not dissimilar to using negative language i was chatting to someone yesterday who was like oh i'd really like to be more positive and i'm like well it probably starts with us even thinking about how we speak right like saying i can't is is just like it, you've got to think about how you frame and how you phrase and how you pre-frame everything um so for me it's completely empowering to know that you can change it and it's yeah. it's only it, you're only a game away from success i love the idea that yeah. we're only a game away from from having what we would call like a breakthrough um training breakthroughs happening all the time for us um at absolute dogs is it's amazing it, it's so funny i actually have like a little personal example of um of that earlier back to back um back to back calls and um one of them overran and I literally didn't even have a minute to um, to grab a glass of water before the next one. I had like 30 seconds. And I had a moment of being like, oh, my gosh, going straight into the next call. And then I was like, wait a second. There's a game for that. And I quickly put my headphones in. I quickly put on a song that would make me that, that would make me feel good. I bounced around a bit and then I went straight on to the next call. And so you start it almost becomes like a way of life whereby you um, you you start to you start to think that there's a solution you go you can go through life looking for the problems and you'll always find them and um, but equally if you go through life looking for the solutions and looking for the opportunities and, and seeing something as you're being stretched rather than stressed then you, you start like it, it, it opens up different doors right and it's a completely different energy space it's a completely different heart space like it's a completely different headspace to be in so whether we're talking dog training here or whether we're talking people, I think it empowers everything. So for me, it's, it's hugely empowering, Tom, when we get the choice to say, I don't want to choose to feel like I've got to be pushed back to back because I know both you and I end up like that quite frequently. But that we have a choice to how to how to change that we we might flick the music on super loud or we might um choose to bounce or an air sprint or a high five or you've got so many choices and so many ways to empower yourself don't choose the disempowered like route like don't choose it yeah. and and so for me the games revolution is about um choosing the the 
choosing the light, choosing to step up, choosing to bounce, choosing to play games, choosing that when you've had a tough day, like yesterday, I did have a really long day. I chose at the end of that to to play some games and, and that lit me up. And I think when we get yeah. to choose that, now that's cool. Like that's cool. And, and we're so lucky. We talk about it all the time. I remember talking about a super trainer last year, like 99% of the world don't have what we do, which is a bit of passion. And, and, and when I say a bit of passion, I mean passion for something that we love. And all of us, everyone here listening, they love their dog. You love your dog out there. And that's what we're all coming together in. We love our dogs. We love what we do. We love our dogs. So let's live with that passion. Let's carry it through and let's pay it forward. Yeah. So with that, it seems like a good point to maybe share with you the manifesto. So, Lauren, shall I shall I shall I read out the manifesto? I think that would be amazing. Amazing. Okay. right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be passionate about it. It's going to happen. So here's to the game changers, to the owners that see struggles and turn them into strengths, the solution seekers, the optimism bringers, the owners that never accept a relationship and dog is lost to the game players, the fun makers, the joy finders, the owners who inspire rather than force or deprive, to those who, when faced with a struggle, scream, there's a game for that, who reach out and grab real life results and never, never stop transforming through games. Games. And guys, that's all of you, right? That's something to be proud of. That's something to be excited about. That's something to shout about. This is this is not just dog training. It's a way of life and you're all part of it. And I think the big thing is you get to choose. So don't ever sit in a state and be like, this is me. You know what? You get to say, actually, no, I'm this. Like you, you get to move it. You get to, yeah, you're the shapeshifters. Like, get moving. I think it's really powerful that we can make that choice. Yeah. So games with players. that, guys, games players, game changers um, what we're saying here is let's let's really embrace this even beyond dog training let's always truly believe within our hearts that there is a game for that whether we're talking a human struggle or we're talking a dog struggle let's not be defined by the labels that other people put on us or put on our dogs because those labels don't serve us any purpose right they, those label they those labels don't serve as well That was this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. We have loved, 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 loved sharing with you. Let's keep this revolution going. Let's keep playing games. And remember, stay sexy. Hey, before you go, have you taken part in the worldwide Sexier Than a Squirrel challenge? It's a 25-day online video program. Huge energy, amazing community, and over 6,000 people are already taking part. The only question is, you know where you are today. Where do you want to be 25 days from now? Head to absolutedogs.me forward slash sexy.